This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win... Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This programme was previously broadcast live on Love Sport Radio so some items may be out of date. Phone-in elements of these shows are not available. But if you'd like to comment or give us feedback on our shows, you can tweet us at LoveSportRadio. For more podcasts or to listen live, visit LoveSportRadio.com. Alternatively, you can find this and other podcasts on iTunes or Spotify using the keyword LoveSport. Good evening, the mellow tones of the Chelsea Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio. Chelsea fans, you can have your say at Love Sport Radio on social media. Give us a ring or, in fact, send us a WhatsApp message. 0208 70 558 is the number if you want to do that. And we want to hear from you this evening. We are going to be talking Mason Mount, Chelsea's shirt deal switch conundrum and, of course, the impact that the coronavirus is having on the blues. I'm delighted to say that I'm here tonight with the man, the myth, the maverick, Dave Chidgy. Chidge, good evening. Mr. Mr. Forrester, how lovely to hear your dulcet. T- I thought you were talking about Jonathan for a minute rather than me, but it's lovely to be here. <laughs> Wait till you hear his intro. It's going to blow yours out of the water. <laughs> um, how are you, sir? Yes, I'm I'm very well. It's uh, quite bizarre being uh, kind of bunkered down in Winchester and you know, not not seeing the bright lights of London City on a Friday, it kind of makes my heart ache a bit. But uh, it's nice. It's nice down in the country, I have to say. Two weekends without football now. What have you been doing? <laughs> I've had to talk to my wife. Oh no! Oh no! It's all right, she's recovered. The poor woman. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> 
It's been really odd, hasn't it? I mean, it's just, you, you know, it's, it's the classic kind of cliche, isn't it? The, you don't know what you've lost until you've lost it, you know, and mm. it's just been so odd. With, I mean, it's not just football, Joe. I mean, all mm. sport, gone. And it's uh, blimey. I mean, it, it's kind of novel for the first weekend, but, you know, the days go by and you think, oh, come on, you know, we need it back. We need it back. But uh, end of the day, people's health has to come first. So I yeah. can totally understand why we've had to done it. I think the real question is, when's it going to be back? Yeah, well, absolutely. This is it. It's been extended to April 30th, hasn't it? We could be asking if that's realistic. Now, let me tell you, kids listening at home, now is the moment to tremble with excitement because we are joined <laughs> by Jonathan Kidd. Jonathan, good evening. Kiddo, 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 kiddo. I'm outside Skyping. I'm just outside the office. I misunderstood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're you're that man in the rain mac across the street. That's me, exactly, with the trilby. I look rather attractive. I'm by the lamppost. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, I'm actually. I we were talking about that. I rather like this. Uh, this because I'm self-employed. I rather like all of this. Um, not doing much because I'm just doing exactly what I do normally. Tell and uh, I have it. a kind of gnome, gnome-like, gnomic quality about me anyway, with my long beard and my my red hat with the hood. You know that. So uh, it fits in rather well. I've got a little fishing rod and I'm sitting in somebody's garden. So it's perfect. It's the it's the first time in what I laughingly refer to as my career that I can't feel guilty for not going out and working because I actually yeah, can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in fact, it encourages you to think, yeah, you yeah, know, this is good. This is good for me. I can create. I can be, uh, I'll be perfect. And in fact, coming on the show, I'm thinking, well, yeah, I'd love, that's great. Perfect. I can, I can, I can organise my life every week now. I know I've got something to do properly on a Friday, seven o'clock. Wow, brilliant. Absolutely. As opposed to, oh, can I make it at the end of the day? Yes, I can. But now I'm going, if it, actually, I'm worried it'll become very important and I've got n- nothing to talk about. That might be the problem. So uh, I gotta let's, be honest, boys. Let's have a quiz I'm, or something. I'm, what? What? Yeah. I'm a bit yeah. grump. I'm a bit grumpy about this because you know, like Jonathan was saying, Joe. You know, we we're both self-employed Ooh. anyway, and I keep seeing all these big companies sending around handouts about how you how you work at home, and I'm thinking. Now they've let the amateurs loose. You know, we're the professionals. Yeah. This is completely unfair. We have we have made a career out of pontificating. Do ten minutes of work. Clean the kitchen. Maybe make a lasagna. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, we're ab- absolutely correct. Yeah, that's it. It's the it's the how long has it taken me to do this? Yes, I must go and make myself a coffee. Absolutely right. Yeah. Um, so, Jonathan, let me ask you. As we we mentioned, uh, Premier League postponed till April the thirtieth. They say this season will be finished, uh, no matter what comes. Firstly, is is that even practical? Well, I, I, I think these pronouncements they seem to be making as if, as if they've somehow consulted some surgeon somewhere, knowing that April the 30th will be mm. a time we're all cured, are absolutely phenomenal. I thought Michael Owen made a great statement yesterday, didn't he, on which he was completely taken to the cleaners for saying football back on April the 30th or something, as if somehow this was a given and it was definitely going to happen. Uh, I, I'm, we talked about this on the, uh, on, our, on the fan cast the other day. I think it would suit them wonderfully if... There was a kind of an all clear in June and then they could have a competition. They could have all nine games in a week and it would be like and, and all the clubs would say, no, we can't do it. And, and Sky would say, yeah, of course, you've got to do it because we can make it into like a kind of instant. It, it would be a great event for the Premier League to be able to finish the season in as quick a time as possible. doesn't matter if everybody gets injured. It would be great. The kind of, you know, the whole friction of it all. I think it would be uh, it could it could become. Uh, a great positive thing and we'd all i think it'd be like the end of the second world war we'd whenever it does happen we'd all flock to watch we'd all go mad 
for getting <laughs> our lives back and our football. And we just because I think they had record attendances after after the Second World War ended. And I think uh, we'd have the same thing. I think they'd 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 somehow make it the most phenomenal experience that's ever taken place. They'd advertise it to the hilt. It would just become, you know, we'd be talking about it nonstop. We'd be wearing our colours in the street. We'd be we'd be fighting. We'd be making up for the fact that we've all been been kept hidden away. We'd just be shouting, screaming when we got outside for this football. But I think in reality, what's going to happen is nothing's going to happen for about nine months and they're all going to be terribly disappointed and have to cancel the season, which I think will be a bit of a laugh, really. Wow. Chich, do you, do you agree? You think the season might get cancelled altogether? Well, I, I mean, you know, I, I love, uh, you know, Jonathan's post-war uh, kind of... <laughs> Apocalypse. <laughs> Well, no, no, quite the opposite, actually. I mean, it would. I, I really don't know. I think that, that look. I think that the Premier League are coming out with these asinine statements, as Jonathan's kind of saying, because they have no choice. Because they, I think, they're really just trying to avoid any financial or, or legal liability from the broadcasters if they don't put these games on. And it's it's quite mad, isn't it? Because you, we all know we're all reading the news, and people are saying that not only. Uh, will the uh, coronavirus be peaking in May or June, uh, May and June even, but actually this whole social distancing thing that we're having to do could last for a year. So it's just just crass that they're saying this, but I have to say I understand why they're doing it. I think the really significant date, Joe, Mm. is the 30th of June. Yes. That that is UEFA's cut-off point. I think what's been really interesting reading uh, a lot of the sports stuff this week is actually how much influence UEFA have over this as well. You know, not least in getting rid of the European Championships that were, that were going to be this summer and now have moved to 2021. But, of course, June the 30th is the cutoff for when players' contracts end. And, of course, if the season isn't completed before that, that's going to cause chaos, I think. So Haven't, I, haven't I they get, said they're going to extend them? Just didn't UEFA make a statement? They may well have done, JK. I might have missed that. Yeah. But, I mean, that is a real issue, isn't it? Because that could be really chaotic. But I think, look, I, I, a few weeks ago we were saying... Uh, you know, what chaos it is and, you know, let's just cancel it and all the rest of it, not least because it'd be funny because Liverpool might not get the title. But <laughs> I think suddenly we're, it's dawning on us, you know, what a real issue this is, you know, not not least public health-wise, but also on the sport and football as a whole. But I, I'm beginning to get my head around the concept of, of maybe what they should do when it's safe to do so is just actually play it behind closed doors as a TV event because... I'm beginning to think that if they don't finish it, it's going to cause so much chaos further down the line that it's going to take us ages to recover from this. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned obviously the 30th of June and the the contractual issues. So UEFA and FIFA are touting a potential solution where there would be a blanket enforcement of contracts extended among staff and among players. Now, the immediate glaring potential for, for problems there is if football agents don't agree which you the from what i know about some of the super agents in particular you're not good i mean i'm not entirely certain they would play ball and as as you rightly say chidge it means could potentially mean this the season say the season gets underway again i don't know mid-june then you might have the same personnel from the previous season then sold out under you um during the transfer window if you start again in august you might have a dramatically different lineup from who you had the last time you played a game in that season and chelsea players out of contract uh, this summer, uh, Nathan D'Souza, Olivier Giroud, Marco Van Ginkel, Kennedy, um, Ledesma, Rahman, Willian. I mean, the list 
the list. Yeah, but you haven't mentioned anybody any good so far, other than William <laughs> and Jerome, <William>. possibly. <laughs> yeah, this is this is this is true. This is true. But I mean, it's it will cause pandemonium, not least with the um, uh, the shirt deal, which I know we're going to get onto very very soon. Uh, Jonathan, what about this idea of? playing behind closed doors. I watched a couple of uh, behind closed doors games in the last round of Champions League fixtures, which seems like a lifetime ago. And it was very, very weird. I didn't enjoy it anywhere near as much. And I didn't know that would be the impact. Um, is is football really worth playing without the fans? But would they be allowed to do that? Because surely if they, if anybody had the virus, they'd have, they'd all have to have either had the virus and been um, screened as having had it and they're no longer infectious or it's still with the opportunity for them uh, spreading it. Mm. So uh, it, it, even amongst themselves. So I don't really get how that that applies. I don't know how they could do that if if nobody's supposed to be um, uh, even, even touching anybody else. Mm. You know, they couldn't even do the bit. They they the ridiculousness of having that everybody marching past each other on the final Saturday so far of the season. Not not not. Um, shaking hands and at the end of the game everybody all hugs each other you yeah. just think and they've just played football together for for 90 minutes against each other with all the physical contact yes. you know the the about everything is bound and also the you know the breath and 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 being in their in 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 their sphere of of influence and whatever and playing football with them there's bound to be contact and transference of bacteria so i don't understand how that could that could still take place but in terms of just the the whole spectacle, I mean, I agree with Chidge. I think uh, um, I think they'll do anything to get the season finished, and if it means that setting the whole thing up becomes uh, um, problematic, they'll just do it behind closed doors. Wouldn't surprise me if they do that thing they do in Sunday football, which is play double headers. You know, yeah. you play somebody for nine for sixty minutes, and then then the the, the the they haven't played them home and away. You play either somebody else or uh, um, uh, the the other part of the fixture. Um, for the next 60 minutes so it just gets finished you know I, I think you know dr- it's draconian measures but these are these are different difficult times I think they'll yeah. just get it they'll they'll treat it as a as a plus whatever happens but and they may play it if, if everybody's clear they probably will play it behind closed doors but um, uh, I still at the moment I don't understand how that could possibly happen just because of the oh. uh, the chances of people giving each other the virus I'm afraid that, that, that's the thing, J.K. I mean, you know, you you know me very well, and I I, I cannot. Th- I mean, I, I get what Joe's saying as well. Actually, he, he kind of alluded to this. I cannot think of anything worse than football being played behind closed doors because you know football is nothing without supporters. Mm. But I think that maybe even we have to recognise that these are such exceptional times. We've never seen anything quite like this. So perhaps you know we just need to be more pragmatic about it because I really do think, Joe. You know, if this drags on for as long as it might might well drag on for the the impact it's going to have on all of us and football mm. is appalling and i mean don't underestimate i mean you you and i were talking a minute ago about how awful it is without sport what on earth do we do i mean even if they had it on the telly it would just be some respite wouldn't mm. it yeah abs- well absolutely it's that's that's the thing i mean there's, there's been a conversation this week that i think that's been had here certainly uh at love sport among um listeners and, and presenters and stuff here about whether it seems uh i don't know what the right word is slightly flippant slightly banal to be talking about sport and i said hey listen i mean we need certainly i think at tough times we need a bit of levity and a bit of um distance and something to to distract us and also we care passionately and deeply about sport and it's a part of our lives and 
we want to know when that element of our lives, along with everything else, in amongst all the chaos, will be sorted. Hey, listen, we're going to be talking about Chelsea's shirt deal and how on earth that's going to work out in amongst all this in a moment. For the fans, by the fans, Love Sport Radio. Good evening, you are listening to Love Sport Radio. Now, from 31st of March, Love Sport's national station will be the only way of listening to Love Sport on DAB radio across the UK. If you are listening to us on Love Sport London, you need to retune your radio. Retuning is an easy process. Press the auto-tune, refresh or auto-scan button on your digital radio or go into the menu and press auto-tune to make sure you don't miss your favourite shows, such as the Chelsea Fan Show, here on Love Sport. Um, right, loads still to come at Love Sport Radio if you want to get in touch. 0208 70 Give us a ring or, in fact, send us a WhatsApp message. Um, right, still here with uh, Dave Chidgy and Jonathan Kidd. It is, of course, the you know. Chelsea fan show. Um, Chidge, so let's talk about this shirt deal, one of the big economic impacts that people maybe haven't thought about when it comes to what coronavirus and the postponements are, are going to mean are the fact that uh, clubs have multiple, multiple, multiple sponsors and these sponsorships, a lot of them, expire in the summer and depending on where a club finishes, what competitions they're competing in the next season, who their personnel are even, it impacts where the sponsors want to get involved, how much money they want to spend, if they want to renew deals. Um, so Chelsea have a shirt deal switch conundrum, is that right? A little bit. I mean, I got to pick this up from my chums at Football uh, London earlier in the week, mm. but... Uh, in reality, I don't think it's going to, you know, leave a, a 200 quid, sorry, 200 million quid uh, hole in Chelsea's pocket. But I think you're right. I mean, it just illustrates <laughs> what a chaotic situation we're all facing because, you know, Chelsea's deal with Yokohama tyres, uh, you know, runs uh, runs out, I think, at the end of this season. Uh, and then we start this one with three. So, you know, contractual issues are going to be absolutely you know, blown apart, aren't yep. they? If the season goes on beyond this, I think the thirtieth, as I said, the thirtieth mm-hmm. of June is the real is the real issue. Incidentally, Joe, I've just picked up something really, really quite interesting on the old wires just before we came on the show, which is uh, UEFA apparently are going to relax the FFP regulations in light of the coronavirus crisis. Just, oh, great! Uh, kind of announced about half an hour, an hour ago on on the Athletic. Well, that's interesting, isn't it? Because it tells you that. You know exactly what I was saying. That is, that if this thing goes on and there doesn't seem to be any kind of sensible ending to it, the financial chaos this is going to cause for clubs is, you know, for all I would sub- sub- submit, but the the really really big clubs, it's, mm. it could be it could threaten their you know their future completely. They might go out of business. So it's interesting that that F- uh, the UEFA have picked up on this idea and have, have decided to kind of scale down FFP. Does Man City get away? What happens to Man City now? Will yeah. they still get their ban? I mean, it's crazy, isn't it, J.K. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if uh, uh, PSG and Man City and uh, um, and all these other clubs then just buy all the best players in the world, and uh, um, and then uh, nothing happens for another year, and um, uh, and then they have to do it again. Um, I'm just worried about wh- how long does your fitness and form carry on if you haven't played for a year? Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, what and whether you know whether you fit into the you know Giroud, bless his cotton socks, does he? Um, uh, does he and William? Do they and Pedro? Is that the end of that? Are their is, legs gone? Is he gone? in that risk category, oh, Giroud? Because he is quite old. Yeah, indeed. Well, no, I was thinking not thinking of catching the virus. I was just thinking of <laughs> of uh, you know having all his talent fall out of a hole in his foot because um, uh, they're all they're all slightly past their sell by by date. So 
Yeah, it's a it's a it's a conundrum. I'm I'm intrigued as to as to what the possibilities are. I mean, it's just, just a suck it and see. I was just wondering whether or not, of course, with in terms of the shirts, you could actually have a half and half shirt. So you could ha- have half Yokohama <laughs> and half three, couldn't you? Or or have it, you know, a very interesting design, which is a kind of Yoka three or half a half of it, or even have one on your back, have the, the three on your back and the Yokohama on the front or um, half the players wear Yokohama, half the players wear three. I don't know what the, I'm sure they could come up with something. You know what, JK? Get get the uh, you know the the, the loathed half and half scarf uh, scarf sellers oh. can have an exclusive deal to sell half and half shirts. How about that? <laughs> uh, you mentioned you mentioned there, Chish, about the the teams lower down the football pyramid, and there's big calls from well the football league that Premier League clubs, being by far the richest clubs, should pitch in with some kind of financial aid package. League One and League Two clubs are already estimating fifty million pound losses. You go even lower than that. Um, teams in the National League and even some teams actually if you go up to the Championship rely so heavily on gates to keep afloat. Do you think the Premier League and the richest clubs should help out? Well, I think so. And I, I think that, that that applies beyond just football, to, but to society generally. I mean, we are all going to be impacted by this. I mean, I think what we're about to see over the next you know few months, certainly maybe even a year, is the greatest impact on our on our lives economically certainly uh since the second world war when i think that you, there's an equivalence there so i think if people are you know being selfish or football clubs are being selfish and saying look after me first then i think we're in real real trouble you know i mean i think on on gate receipts joe mm. um you know it's quite marginal for the for the big premier league clubs i mean chelsea chelsea's i think 15% of their total revenue comes from uh you know match day uh, revenue, so effectively people going through the gate. The majority of their money comes from commercial mm. and uh, and broadcasting. It's a fairly equal split between the two. I tell you what, what's occurred to me is that given everything that's going on, I mean, you know, you, you see a lot of people cancelling their Sky and their BT subscriptions. People might find other things to do, bloody, bloody, blah. I wonder if this could be the thing that bursts the TV bubble because we all know that TV companies have been massively overpaying Mm. for Premier League football for a long time. And in a sense, that's bankrolled a lot of the club spending on these exceptional players that we've been enjoying. But I wonder if this might create a situation where that bubble bursts. And then what do we do if they're not getting the same amount of TV revenue that they've been getting before? So suddenly you're saying the Premier League becomes weaker as a result of not having such an influx of cash? Yeah, basically. So you know, they, you know, I don't know when the, the the next TV deals are due to to finish, but it can't be too long away. And I, I mean, one wonders if the whole landscape will change as a result of this. But might, might it not be the opposite, which is that there is a, a a mad frenzy for renewing these things because they want because it, it they've been they haven't had it for so long. I think it might be the opposite. I think they might make even yeah, but more. But not if revenue. the money's not there, Jonathan. I mean, maybe the but, broadcasters won't have the revenue either. I mean, this is the thing; it's going to affect yeah. every area economically. So if the if the broadcasters don't have the cash to pay the billions they have been, then they say, well, we're just not going to pay it. So if somebody else can have a go, and they might uh, not have the money yeah, either. So. With the whole- the whole process of advertising revenue at the moment, and from my world, um, well, you'll uh, know a lot about you, that. You, you you wonder whether or not um, ads are going to be made. They, at the moment, they've got the the bizarre thing on on the television of showing a lot of ads that have clearly been booked in that they they're you know legally they have to play, which have no relevant <coughs> have no relevance mm. at all. You know, it's like P and O ferries and uh, <laughs> and, and and EasyJet. They're all still up there because <laughs> yeah, that, that's Lots part of, of travel the deal. Ads. 
you know, but uh, yeah, nobody can go anyway. So you're just thinking, well, what happens when all of this is played out? Where's the revenue going to come for the for the companies? You're absolutely right that way, Chidge. Um, so uh, it'd yeah. be interesting to see what they're going to fill it with, whether there'll be holes. Um, uh, well, I remember various strikes have taken place in the past and uh, with, with advertisers and they just don't play an ad in the period. I think when Sky first started, for example, they didn't have enough revenue. So they'd play an ad and then they'd just be a black screen till the program started again. And uh, you're just <laughs> J- thinking, J- well, Kirk. that means they're not making any money from that at all, you know. And that was one of the reasons John, why they had John. to actually refinance originally Sky when they first started out. Because they did, because they were working for awful, quarter cabins. Uh, yeah. Just had an awful flashback, Jonathan. You'll remember this, but you know, Joe, Joe probably wasn't born at this time. No, man, he wasn't. He, he was. Do, he was just. Do, he wasn't but even. Do you remember? Feature. Do you remember when we were kids that uh, you know that TV used to shut down at eleven o'clock? Yeah. And you would just get a, a, a tone and then a black screen. Well, I remember when he didn't show anything during the day other than bizarre yes. test shows of yes, the nineteen fifty-six yes. Monte Carlo Rally. <laughs> <laughs> I've just made that up, by the way. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, I, uh, I, I vividly remember um, waking up late at night, and this has haunted me, this image, for 30-odd years, the, the little girl with the clown. Do you, yeah. do you remember that? That's Yeah, on the test card, yeah. Why choose yeah, that? Well, all the colours were right, you see. If, if you were a technician oh. trying to align the 625 lines mm. of colour, that was she had all the right things. There was a balloon, there was a clown's face. There was a little girl. So all the colours, you know, because you could overdo it. You could do it yourself. You could. There was one button you could turn up and she'd have a red face. And there was another <laughs> one you could turn up and she'd have a, a white face. You know, it would go down to black and white. Do you remember doing that on the television set? You could do that. Probably not. But um, I used Mate, to do I used that. To use a ve- I, used to, I used to use a vector scope and a waveform monitor, but that's because I used to work <laughs> in TV. <laughs> I had a disc, Chidge, uh, which I revolved. Indeed. And, uh, and it played Indeed. a kind of cartoon Indeed. character over and over again. We are we are through the looking glass now, gentlemen. Let me tell you, um, Jonathan. It was second... John Logie Baird I was referring to then in the thirties? I thought well, you would get it, but you didn't get it. Anyway, okay, yeah. What were you saying? Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the the Stamford Bridge redevelopment plan has been something that's been up and down and back and forth for what well, feels like for for as long as I can remember. So, Jonathan, do you think this could potentially be curtains for that? No, I don't think so. No, I think it depends what um, his shares have gone down two billion, haven't they? But he's still got ten point five or something. Um, it'll all it'll all go up again. It's a question of when. You know, I think mm. the dilemma we've got with the prime minister saying, um, yes, we're going to spend uh, and, the, and the chancellor five hundred billion. And you go, where are they going to get that from? Well, they get it from us. But over the next few years from taxation and rationing, probably that's how they deal with it. So it's a question of what financial environment he thinks it's going to be. He might get everything more cheaply as a consequence. And also, we don't, you know, we've been talking about this. Um, it, 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 is he going to redevelop Stamford Bridge? I don't think, I think it's, it's it, it, or is he going to move somewhere else? You know, we were talking about the possibility of using Earl's Court. It, it's making it less and less likely. But I'm, I think he's very keen to do it, not from a revenue point of view, because uh, whether he, if they're not bothering about financial fair play it won't matter anymore for the moment but I, I think that can be an advantage but I think he's he's after leaving a legacy and leaving a legacy for his son and the best way would be to make a phenomenal um, uh, stadium which is what the plans were so um, it, it means it's very unlikely in the short term but I, I don't think it's 
it's knocked it on the head. No, I think it will uh, initially, obviously. But um, uh, I don't know. One can but speculate. I don't know what, what goes on in Abramovich's mind. What goes on in the mind of a man who has um, more money than I will ever earn in, uh, in a year? No, that's wrong. More money than I will ever earn ever. <laughs> Freudian slip, mate. I was going to say, what? What a year! <laughs> no, 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 I say, not even a slip, Chidge. Deliberately slipped. Um, uh, he's no, not lying, a, uh, Joe. No, he's it's not that lying. gag about Paul McCartney, isn't it? He earns six hundred and eight, uh, sixty-eight thousand a minute. You know, almost as much as I earn, or something. Whatever that gag is. But, um, uh, but yeah, I, 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 what do you do in the mind of a man who earned? You know, is worth. On a on a bad time, he's worth ten uh, six million or uh, six billion, and on a and when it's good, it, he's worth twelve. I don't know what the, you know what what does he think? He's just thinking, do I want to have this legacy? I personally think the design for it was completely phenomenal. If he ever wanted to to have leave something behind, you go. This is the best. This you know this is the best stadium in England, which is what it would be. So, does he do that or does he keep on in the same way? I think he makes the best stadium personally because then. Um, I, I, then it is associated I, with that, you know. So, I, I don't see it happening, J.K. I really don't. I mean, I, we know that the planning permission lapses on the thirty-first of March, so less Just than dig a, hole, you know, a couple of weeks' time. So, I mean, I know that that doesn't spell the end of it per se, because they can do all sorts of other things. They can even submit plans again, and there's an argument to say that it might be easier to get them through the second time. But I think, given that they stopped the project in the first place because of an uncertain or unfavourable investment climate then what on earth are we going to be facing in the next few years, if not an even more unfavorable investment climate? And it's clear that, you know, the cost uh, went up from half a billion to over a billion. Uh, It was clear that he wanted, you know, external investment to come in and and help him. He didn't want to put his hand in his pocket entirely for the whole thing. So I think think the plans as we have seen them, I cannot cannot believe that that will happen. I, I think that the club would uh you know would would find another site to build it on if they could i really do and i think that they'll have real trouble doing that because of course we've got the cpo issue frankly personally jk i, I actually think it may be a blessing in disguise i mean i think we might dodge a bullet by this because even though you know there's this argument that clubs like spurs are now uh earning more money than us because they have a bigger stadium i mean you know joe i don't know if joe's been up there but uh, i i've had many said that on some mm. occasions the atmosphere is amazing but on many others it's not and i've often thought that the same thing with chelsea that if you increase the capacity then you know actually it's it'll it, it will just be another step towards stultifying the atmosphere rather than increasing it that, that's maybe true. if we stay at quite an old school stadium we can make it a bit of a fortress and actually we won't be you know burdened by a huge amount of debt while we build it so maybe we might dodge a bullet because of what might happen due to the pandemic and the the economic impact of that hey listen chelsea fans we want to hear your thoughts as well at love sport radio or give us a ring 0208 70 558 we'll be talking about roman abramovich's generous streak next away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery you in Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Chidge. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chidge, I'd be bereft. Inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved blue boys live. 
It's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow, great. Uh, But yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK, and best of all... No more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. We've all got one, and we're not afraid to put it on display. Our opinions, that is. Share yours now at Love Sport Radio on Twitter, or call us 0208 70 20 558. Love Sport Radio, your fan station. Good evening, you are listening to Love Sport Radio. It's the Chelsea Fan Show with the Chelsea Fan Cast. Dave Chidgey here, as is Jonathan Kidd. Don't forget, Blues fans, you can have your say at Love Sport Radio, 0208 70 558. The number to call us or indeed to send us a WhatsApp message. Now, here in front of me, Chidge, it says Roman Abramovich's generosity. He's a man who's often maligned, I think, um, by the not public. Not by us. Not by, not by you, but by the, the public... Um, at large, obviously, we're not all Jonathan Kidd. We're not all uh, economically on a par with Roman, of course. But he's been very Apart from JK. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Of course, JK clearly represented by Mino Rayola. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, I've just been advised not to speak to either of you about this. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Roman's Roman's actually been helping out, hasn't he, during the uh, the coronavirus crisis? He's been absolutely brilliant. I think it's really, really... I mean, if you know, I'm sure we all follow social media quite a lot. It's been really interesting, the lists of uh, uh, soon-to-become pariahs versus soon-to-become legends and angels. And uh, Roman's certainly put himself in the latter camp because what he's doing is he's he's making available both the Millennium and the Copthorne Hotels at Stamford Bridge uh, to any of the medical staff in the area who, of course, are working massively long shifts under incredibly hard circumstances uh, to try and look after us all while we endure this awful pandemic so uh, and he's doing it for free which is absolutely absolutely wonderful of him and fair play I mean the only other thing I found in the article which I thought I thought was a bit weird uh, I don't quite know what it really meant but it, it was saying that uh, for the for the northwest London region and I thought well mm. hang on a minute Chelsea and Westminster hospitals literally 10 minutes down the road so I, I hope and presume he means that as as well as Charing Cross. But either way, it's an incredibly magnanimous gesture and he should be roundly applauded for it. Yeah, two of London's biggest hospitals, of course, uh, just around the corner. And it's part of a an overall trend of football clubs um, pitching in and helping uh, during this period. And, and JK, I don't think football clubs really get enough of credit because they do a lot of community work and they've been very quick to help people during this difficult time. I don't think any any football club or players get enough credit for it. It seems to go 
under the radar somehow. Mm. But at the same time, uh, you know, why, why, why they perhaps they should have a PR department pushing it, but it, then it seems slightly um, negative, doesn't it? it, it to, to be self-defeating to do that kind of thing because you you just want to do it and get on with it. But uh, um, I mean, even even this gesture by Roman has got some people complaining that it's just a, a publicity. Um, device for the club they're, they're mostly they're obviously they're people who hate Chelsea but uh, um, I think it's a wonderful thing to have done and I think he'll do more actually I think this is just the tip of the iceberg I think there are so many opportunities for him using the club I mean they can't obviously use it for for people to uh, to meet I'm trying to think of other of other opportunities they could use perhaps he'll he'll, he'll is it just the one is it the is it the cop thorn he's using oh, or both is it, of them, is I think. The, and the millennium both, yeah yeah, I mean, yeah it was com- it's completely fantastic and uh you know what? What he will probably—he's got—he he owns other buildings. I suspect we'll we'll learn that they've been um, they've been uh, added to the list that the NHS can use. He's uh, he's a he's a philanthropist as well as being, uh, um, well, obviously being one of the richest men in the world. It's likely that's going to happen. But but yeah, good on him. Fantastic. And J.K. Let's talk Mason Mount. So <laughs> spotted in a in a park bizarrely in a weird cartoonish incident uh having a kick about with declan rice so i mean the, the first thing that i immediately think is i mean it, it is um it just seems slightly foolhardy and i must say actually i don't I haven't passed too much judgment on the two of them but the only thing that seems slightly foolhardy to me is the uh the fact that they have both both played for england so are hugely recognizable and people playing football in the local park are likely to recognize uh recent england players um what did you make of the whole mason mount uh incident well, I didn't even know anything about it. Shows I've had my head in the sand because I've been uh, so self-isolating. Actually, I haven't. I was in town today, but uh, shush. Um, um, uh, good luck to them. You know, get out there as long as they're not touching. Um, if they're wearing plastic gloves and masks, and uh, which, of course, they weren't, were they? Um, well, no, they're just passing the ball to each other. What's the problem? I mean, I, I, what are we supposed to do? Um, are we... Um, are we uh, we're allowed to go out and exercise? Exercise is part of it, isn't it, of the whole coronavirus thing you've got to keep you've got to keep healthy you've got to uh, have a decent immune system supposedly so if they're out there playing and they're mates um as long as they don't touch as long as they keep uh, i don't know of course they obviously of course they do i don't know uh, it's i don't think it's foolhardy i think it's fair enough if they're mates and they're playing football i suppose if they're willing wanting to attract i tell you what could they should have done is to have worn both of them worn uh, yokohama shirts then uh, yokohama would have been happy with all the publicity in fact i don't understand why all these little pictures of people kicking loo rolls into like alonzo and uh, mountain and doing playing keepy uppy with them they should all be wearing their chelsea shirts that way yokohama will be happy with the publicity they're getting you want to play both sides, don't you? So they also need to be on their mobile phone, which has a very generous contract from three. Yeah, and everything. <laughs> they should be doing everything at the same time and wearing, I don't know, a hat with something on it with keep keep uh, keep Chelsea, uh, make Chelsea great or something. I don't know. Just just uh, they, they become living representations of everything they've got. They're sponsoring. I think that would be perfect. Yeah. Well, Chidge, I suppose the issue with uh, with Mason Mount is the fact that obviously Callum Hudson-Odoi did test positive um, for COVID-19. So his teammates are technically supposed to be in isolation, weren't they? Oh, good well, you're point. absolutely right. And I hate, I hate to sound like an old curmudgeon, and whereas Jonathan seems to be... No, uh, I've been frivolous. I his... forgot all about that. I forgot. <laughs> no, he's you're, channel... right. you're channeling your millennial side, Jonathan. I take you're it all back. You're channeling your millennial <laughs> side. Easy <laughs> for me to say. Appalling behaviour. They should both be strung up by their balls. By their balls. <laughs> 
absolutely appalling. I think together, Great actually. Ball. They should connect their balls together, together and, and string them up by them. But we're <laughs> yeah. talking footballs, no, obviously, Joe, in case anybody... to each other if one of them's got it. No, no, don't do that. Yeah, that, re- that, does, that does transcend the rules of... Uh, or transgress the rules of self-isolation, I think, I must say, and social distancing. <laughs> I mean, distancing. look, Joe, I mean, the, the reality... I, I think, look, you, you're absolutely spot on. You know, if, if you have a colleague or a family member who's being diagnosed as having the coronavirus then you are supposed to self-isolate for 14 days no exception you do not go anywhere you do not pass go you do not collect 200 quid so from that point of view it was it was really bad I think the, the bigger implication for me and I mean I, I get it he's a young kid and I, and I think this is the issue he's setting a very poor example here because I think a lot of the youngsters and I may be doing them a disservice here they don't seem to get the seriousness mm. of this. I mean, if you look about, I mean, you know, it's taken until today for the government to say you absolutely cannot go to the pubs and you can't go now because we've shut them because people are saying, well, oh, it's only a bit of flu. We can just go down the pub, whatever, you know. Well, it's not. It's really, really serious. So if people are seeing, you know, kids like Mason Mount and, and Declan Rice out there playing football as if nothing's happening, it's setting a really bad example over and above the fact that they're supposed to be self-isolating and over and above the fact the club told them that they, they, you know, they've got to stay inside. So, mm. not didn't good, I'm afraid, Mason, 14, much as I love him. Ago, though, didn't Adoy have it over what? 14 days ago? So, perhaps it, he feels he's out of the isolation period. Yeah, but they were mixing with him and they may, be, may have been yeah, incubating. They started off again. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Well, perhaps, did he not go into isolation 14 days ago himself? So, perhaps well, if they'd got it... I don't it, know. Then, I don't uh, know. They, he he, de- he definitely he definitely broke the rules. I mean, the one thing I will say is, yeah. while he's obviously an ambassador for Chelsea and by and large for well, I suppose for England and the Premier League and lots of kids do follow his example. I am in this kind of situation, kind of ready to give a 21 year old some leeway. I think of myself at 21, and you do make stupid mistakes. And he was uh, very contrite afterwards, and he he did apologize um but yeah i think it was just uh it was just more foolish and not thinking i think rather than actively thwarting the rules yeah i mean you know I, and, and that's and i kind of mean you know I, I, in a sense i, I understand mm. it i really do you know but i i think you know the clubs the clubs are, are pretty good and pretty strong on this and they they do they do keep their their, their players on quite a tight leash per se so mm. You know, I'm surprised he kind of went against that. But I tell you what, you know, I, I, I don't... Is it me? Maybe I'm just getting even more cantankerous the older I get. Or maybe it's because I'm self-isolating and I haven't had the good influence of other people to say, Chidge, you're being a miserable old curmudgeon. But I think this whole keepy-uppies with toilet rolls is appalling. There are people fighting on the streets because they can't get toilet roll. And all these blimmin' football players are playing keepy-up with them when we could be using them to do things with. Chidge, <laughs> answer me this. What are the benefits of loo roll um, for the coronavirus? I really don't know. Mate, I, I, I absolutely wigged out on, on the breakfast show last Sunday with Mort's because I cannot understand for the life of me why you have to panic by loo roll. Indeed, the, but also... You know, have you other know, newspapers are available. Today. I went into supermarkets today. It's mad. All the, all the beer's gone except for the corona. Oh, no. Now, we're, now we, are, we are in trouble. <laughs> I mean that that's completely idiotic. And there's one of the one of the blokes at my local uh, my local supermarket is um, an Asian guy, and he's called Bat, and it's written on his badge, Bat. He's had people come up and abuse him. No, <laughs> so, do you know what? I've seen pictures of supermarkets, J.K. Among the plethora of those that are showing 
empty shelves everywhere. There have been ones that are showing the beer shelves, and there's about everybody's bought the whole place out of beer apart from Corona beer. If you want to know how stupid people are, that says it all to me. Yeah, well, that that's, it does bring out the, the best and the worst in people. There's a wonderful audio clip doing the rounds uh, on Twitter of a Geordie guy called Bob who's trying his first podcast. And the reason he's tried his first podcast, uh, he said he's not bothered about catching the virus, but he is now annoyed because he went down to his local Audi and they'd run out of Newcastle Brown Ale. So he walks for 20 minutes to his local Neto and they don't have any Newcastle Brown Ale. So now, now he's furious and he's going to be doing a daily podcast as he searches for his favourite northeast beverage. Uh, so it's, it's a good it, idea. He's, he's canny. It's a good idea. It's hitting yeah. different Get him on the people. fan cast, JK. Yeah, he'd be perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Why I? Let's get him in. Yeah, um, right, we're going right. We're going to be talking uh, Willian and maybe a glamorous new addition to Chelsea's lineup next. Giving your team a voice. Love Sport Radio. 10 to 8, you are listening to Love Sport Radio. It's the Chelsea Fan Show with the Chelsea Fan Cast. Dave Chidgy with me and Jonathan Kidd here as well. Um, we were talking about the contract situation at Chelsea and other clubs more broadly. Uh, contracts expiring on the 30th of June. If football's still going on, what does that mean? Um, but Chidge, one player who is going to well, not only honour his contract, but play beyond it for as long as it takes is Willian. Yeah, and I mean, poor old William gets a, a, a quite a bad press actually, and certainly, you know, he, he's a bit marmite with Chelsea supporters. Lord knows why, because I, I love him. I mean, there's been a real hoo-ha, Joe, about William because his contract's up in the summer anyway. Uh, Chelsea historically don't offer players over thirty uh, a deal for more than a year. I mean, they kind of they broke their golden rule with David Luiz, and then of course David Luiz promptly went to. Uh, went to Arsenal because he didn't want to play for Frank or whatever. Anyway, William wants a three-year contract and the club have offered him two years, which, as I said, is, is unusual for them. So it, it looks very much like he will be out the door. Rumours abound as to whether he'll go to Barcelona or even Tottenham, which I have to say would be unconscionable. So for him to come out well, and say, well, he look, you know, Tottenham. he gets... Surely, doesn't he hate Tottenham? Isn't that well, according to the song? To, you know... Well, he's supposed to, and we'll have to change the lyrics, and, we, and that's just so annoying when you have to do that. But anyway, look, <laughs> the bottom line is, uh, given all of that, the fact that he seems to understand that, as we were saying earlier on, Joe, you know, there could be absolute chaos if the season does get extended, certainly beyond the 30th of June. Uh, but he, he says, look, you know, uh, don't worry, I, I'm going to stick around and I'll honour my contract uh, and play for you until the season's finished, which is, in this day of uh, footballers being somewhat, you know, narcissistic and selfish, uh, I think is a good gesture and I, and I applaud yeah. him for it. Absolutely. Um, JK, as the old saying goes, as one Brazilian closes, another opens or something like that. Uh, I think that sounds rather disgusting. I think you should withdraw that <laughs> We'll workshop it. We'll workshop it. You go, can we? Can we? Yeah, I've got a putt in the corner. I'd like to have another go. Oh, over there. What do you think of that? Oh, I didn't like that very much. No, sorry, they're not interested. <laughs> There are rumours abound that Felipe Coutinho might yeah. be plying his trade at Stamford yeah. Bridge. Yeah. Is yeah. this realistic? Yeah. Um, can I just say that whoever started this, I mean, why make a rumour? I'm sorry, you can. I'm frothing at the mouth here. Why make a rumour about somebody who gets turfed out by Barcelona, so it goes to Bayern? Bayern don't want him, so why should we get him? What's this? Are we third on? Are we are we used to getting hold of really not very good players and giving them a go 
when we're supposed to be improving. The idea was to buy marquee signings. He's he's not a marquee. He's like a small scout. Tent. <laughs> it's 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 completely ridiculous. He's a pagoda at best. I mean, what, what, but this is also, uh, Joe, you, this is a rumor that you've plucked from the internet. And Twitter. <laughs> it's just complete. It's, it's, I don't know what, I, I'm thinking of a word beginning with B. It's useless. It's. Balderdash. It, 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 exactly. Complete and utter balderdash. Uh, and I'm, I, it, I mean, can we be associated with someone else? There's another one then. Uh, Gareth Bale has now been, we've been linked with. I mean, okay. But if they thought about the fact he's on about, Seven hundred thousand a week. Oh, is it likely? Even more than you. <laughs> he, yeah, he's he's earning more money than I am. It's disgraceful. Um, <laughs> but is is it not? They, all these rumours. You go. Oh God. Who? Oh, oh. So what? You replace? You replace? He doesn't play the same position as William. I thought the idea was we had an abundance of midfield players. I thought the idea was to stop having midfielders. Just get. To, um, we need a, a striker. And uh, a centre-half are the two main positions that we're after at the moment. And he needs to get really top players for that. Not people who have been rejected by other clubs. I'm sorry. Coutinho, no, I do not want him. We do not want him. OK. Is it a no from you as well, Chich? It's, no, that's what I want to know from you. And it's a no How from do I follow that? Oh, so no he still well. hasn't finished. <laughs> Shut up. Anyway. Shut up. Uh, Blimey, I don't know. I, I think the clue is really, as always, in the question, isn't it, Joe? And it's come according to Spanish newspaper AS. I mean, the Spanish love causing a bit of trouble, don't they? But I, I'm I, the only the only thing I could think of, Joe, is that the only semblance of any potential truth in this is the fact that Chelsea, up till now, have had a real penchant for for buying players who score against us. And Coutinho used to score some cracking goals for Liverpool when when we used to play them again you know against us but i i, I mean i'm in, i'm with jk on this I and mean, when we talk about this as you can imagine on on the podcast ad infinitum about what players we need and we do have a plethora of talented midfield players we do have some really good wide players you could argue that maybe we you know we what we do need is a replacement for hazard who is basically irreplaceable yeah, it's but i mean him, i don't think it's Coutinho, that's for sure no, absolutely oh yeah yeah well, I mean, he's he succeeded once in England. I mean, maybe maybe he could still do something at Chelsea. Let's very quickly talk about uh, Bayern Munich, Chelsea. Now, lots of people will have been thinking that Chelsea obviously have a mountain to climb in the second leg and they might not see this fixture for some time. But, but Chidge, it's simply not true, is it? Because the game, in, in certainly in one form, <laughs> has been played. And actually, it's an opportunity to, to get a good look at, at Felipe Coutinho because he featured. Tell us what happened. He did. Well, I, I just love this because I, I basically spend my entire time... I mean, you, you know things are bad when even I'm resorting to this kind of frippery for content but I have to say it made me chuckle because uh, football.london bless their hearts suffering like we are I think Mm. basically they decided you'll love this too JK they decided to play the Bayern Munich Chelsea match which of course should have taken place last Wednesday they decided to play it uh, predicted by FIFA 20 which I hold my hand up as a badge of honour Joe I have never played ever I was going to say add me we we can have an online game Well, well, maybe you can teach me, Joe. We, yes. We'll have four hours tomorrow. I'm sure you can, uh, you can teach me how to do Done. it then. But uh, anyway, they decided to play out the game in terms... They took off all sorts of kind of things that I don't understand and they kind of just let the match play out. And basically, JK, it was a 1-1 draw. And the reason I plucked this out was not just because we're desperate for content, but actually <laughs> I thought it was quite interesting because, number one, 
that would be the same result as we had when we beat them in the Champions League final. Uh, and number two, I actually think a lot of what was said in there was quite plausible that basically Bayern Munich kind of kept possession for most of the first half, didn't look too interested because they were three goals up. Chelsea got a goal in the second half and it looked like it was all, all on. Giroud missed a, a, an easy chance, which kind of deflates everybody. And then they kind of put it to bed with a goal in the last five minutes. But I kind of, you know what, I could have seen that happening. I could have seen a 1-1. It, it sounded really plausible, which made me think that maybe I should take up FIFA 20. Did Drogba score? No, no, Jonathan. No, oh. wrong match. Wrong match, love. It was, uh, yeah, the uh, it was it was it was the Mon- Monte Carlo nineteen fifty six rally, or what? That's what they simulated, wasn't it? Thank you. Just very very quickly, J.K. Let me ask you because we're we're running out of time. Um, match of the day has been running the uh, their top ten or their poll for the top ten Premier League captains. Who is your all-time greatest Chelsea captain? All-time greatest Chelsea captain? Uh, well, John Terry, of course. Trying to think who else. Um, uh, you, you could get Ron Harris in there as well, but that was a different era, and I don't think he was... Uh, I think he, he, he led by clogging example. Um, uh, yeah, JT, I think. JT would have to be for me. I'm, I'm, unfortunately, I tend to go a bit blank about this when under pressure to remember things, because I then I, I have to be reminded of things and I go, oh, I was there, I remember that. And then it all comes flooding back. But um, uh, the kind of general question. I mean, my favourite player ever is Hullet at the moment, just but well, at the moment, until somebody else overtakes him. La- and uh, Hullet and Lampard, but Hullet because of what he represented. But in terms of captains, um, trying to think that uh, Peter Nicholas was a pretty good captain, but that wasn't in the Premier League. Um, and I, I get slightly annoyed about the fact that everything has to be the, uh, so many people say it has to be, you know, when the Premier League started, because Chelsea have, believe it or not, have got a history going back much further. Um, yeah, Peter Nicholas was an excellent captain for Chelsea when uh, they were coming out of the second division and they had Graham Roberts playing for them, who um, it disappoints me that he's a Spurs ambassador because he, he was very well loved playing for Chelsea and his wonderful ability to take penalties, which he never, ever missed, was uh, was superb. Um, but... Um, to quickly answer your question, uh, I'd just say JT just because of uh, his clearly inspirational ability to get people around him to play better, to uh, to inspire, which they need at the moment. The Blues need somebody like that at the moment. Um, Chidge, very quickly, have you got one? <laughs> well, JT, it has to be, doesn't it, really? There we go. There we go. So, <laughs> um, right, listen, chaps, it's been an absolute blast. JK, Chidge, thank you so much. Um, Chidge, I'll see you or I'll talk to you certainly in the morning. We're back on weekend breakfast, of course. Uh, JK, it's been really good fun. You've been listening to the Chelsea Fan Show here on the Chelsea, uh, the Chelsea Fan Cast on the Chelsea Fan Show on Love Sport Radio. <laughs> Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.